Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Hotty Toddy Ole Miss. Boom! That's a way to start Wide it. Right open down the seam. Caught. Touchdown. Caught at the 20 by Braylon Sanders. He trots into the end zone. Touchdown. We run the ship. That corral is on a roll. He's got it to the 20. To the 10. To the 5. Blake Kiffin throws his clipboard. Ole Miss battles Louisville and Atlanta. Kickoff at 7 with pregame coverage starting at 5 on your home for the Rebels. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. Wow, what a beginning here at the Cannon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline. We had a little technical difficulties. What else is expect? 18 months of off the air. <laughs> And another five minutes there of total chaos, but we got things under control now. I'm with my compadres here. First, uh, Gary Darby. I know many Rebel fans know about Gary. And hey, I'll, Gary. T- I'll tell you, look, live radio, if something didn't go wrong, Yancey, <laughs> wouldn't be right. So now it's off. We've got that out of the way. We move on. And Gordon Ford, he's been up in Memphis doing sports talk up there for since 1988, I believe. That's correct. Uh, Rebel alumnus. Uh, basketball manager in the early 80s, been covering basketball here for since 1988 and all other sports. Well, I'll tell you what, we had a thank you note we were going to say to everybody, uh, but we lost the first five, seven minutes of time here. But I would like to thank everybody that was part of this. Uh, Rick Miles, the general manager here at Super Talk North Mississippi, couldn't have done it without you, big guy. Thank you. Will East, the program director for Super Talk. Kim Dillon, the president and CEO. Thank you for making the contract so easy. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Big Daddy Steve Davenport, um, you know, the founder and chairman of Super Talk that made all this happen. And most importantly, thank you to all of our partners and sponsors, because without you, we would not be here. So let's get to our first uh, call here with uh, Harry Harrison, who does Ole Miss Football Radio Network. Harry, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Just uh, sitting in Oxford, Washington, Sprinkle here, renting up some Ida, and uh, it's game week, so getting excited. Man, I, just just saying that just just pumped me up. Harry, I miss you hitting me in the press box over those many years. You know, <laughs> the golden tones of Gary Darby. Man, it's good <laughs> to have you. Well, Harry, we kind of got cut short here, obviously, with the technical difficulties we went through, but um. You know, just briefly, just first of all, t- tell us your thoughts about this year's Ole Miss team. I think you got to obviously start with a quarterback, Yancey. I mean, we had a quarterback that came off a terrific year, even though, uh, you know, he had two of his better receivers opt out the last part of the season. And then Braylon Sanders gets hurt in the, in, in the LSU game. And so you go into the bowl game, obviously, with some, some known quantities and some that weren't, but, uh, hey, nobody stepped up any bigger. Uh, than John Rice Plumley in that game, but you got to start with that quarterback position, and I, I think you, when you start there, Matt Corral obviously is on everybody's radar. Been, been kicked around as Heisman and all that, and so we'll see how all that hype affects uh, the Rebels. But the, the other thing I would say is we got a lot of depth. I think we really only lost four guys that played a significant role from last year. And so we got a lot of returning guys who got that extra year because of COVID. Uh, we we're, now we're year two in the system. 
you know, defensively, I think you're going to be seeing a lot of three-man front, which we were real, real successful with in 2019. And I think we're going to go back to that look and on defense. And uh, we're going to have a lot of running back, excuse me, a lot of defensive backs that not only can uh, cover, but they can tackle. Got four really good safeties to plug in there. So you're going to see, you're going to see a team that's going to swarm. You're going to really see the box with a 3-2 look. And then you're going to see another six guys, uh, depending on the alignment for Louisville, that can get to the football. So uh, that experience, second year in the system, depth at every position, and a quarterback that we know is a proven quantity. Harry, how far do you think this team can go this year, seriously? You know, I'm always the optimist. Uh, you look at this running back room, you got four guys that can go. you got receivers that, you know, that know the top five uh, can be really, really good. you got a quarterback that's on everybody's radar, can throw the ball down the field. Great touch throwing it down the field. Uh, you know, had a couple outings last year where they dropped eight and really was confused, uh, uh, specifically at Arkansas that day. Matt grew up from those things. And uh, I think this team, you know – as everybody says, well, you can't get any worse on defense. Okay, statistically, I, hey, you can't argue that. But we're going to get a lot better on defense. And if this defense plays like I think it's capable of playing what I've seen so far in a few practices that I have seen, this team could go far, Yancey. This team could, could see, you know, when you look at our schedule, you got some games on the road, all new system, new coach, Tennessee, new system, new coach. Uh, winnable games on the road. You don't always be able to say that uh, when you look down that SEC schedule and look at that, uh, look at the away games and, and, and look at that and go, yeah, these games are winnable. But there, there are several of those. And, uh, of course, you get LSU in here. You get Arkansas in here. You get Vanderbilt in here. A&M later on in, uh, in November, which is picked very high in the West. So, uh, you know, I, I think the sky's the limit. I, I, I've, I've said all along with a little break here and there, and, of course, you got to be lucky, too. Not only can you be good, you got to be lucky. I think nine wins is achievable. Harry, man, I hope you have a great trip to Atlanta. Too bad I can't join you again on this trip. The last time we went together, we know we had some memorable experiences there. And hotty toddy. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all have a good show. Thank you. Hey, coming up next, Keith Carter is going to join us. We'll talk with the head man of uh, intercollegiate athletics. It is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi, Rebel Yell Hotline. Hey, Rebel fans, this is Yancey Porter with the Cannon Motors Rebel Yell Hotline. We would like to thank each one of you for your continued support in making this the number one Ole Miss sports show in the state of Mississippi and Tennessee. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, please give us a call at 662-801-5055. That's 662-801-5055. Hotty toddy. Big Delta. Hotty toddy Ole Miss. Boom! That's a way to start it. Right open down the seam. Caught. Touchdown. Caught at the 20 by Braylon Sanders. He trots into the end zone. Touchdown. We won the ship. Ed Corral is on a roll. He's got it to the 20. To the 10. Ole Miss battles Louisville and Atlanta. Kickoff at 7 with pregame coverage starting at 5 on your home for the Rebels. All right, gang, welcome back to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Gary Darby, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford. We're all in studio here and hanging out. 
And we're glad you are as well. There is a text message line, and I want to thank some of you for already doing that. 662-426-1093. We'll hit up some of that in just a little bit. Now it's a chance to get to talk to our guy, Keith Carter, who's on the line with us. Keith, how you doing tonight? Doing great. How are you all? Things are good. A little rain, a little, 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 little technical difficulties. We had to stand by for a couple of minutes, but but all seems to be good. Uh, Keith, look, talk to us as as the athletic director, as the leader, and and again, you know, here we are after you know last season and moving through, and now you know eighteen months or so into this with the circumstances and everything, the challenges and the way that you guys have attacked them as far as the athletic department's concerned. Yeah, I tell you what, it's been an interesting ride, you know, over the past year and a half. And, you know, first and foremost, just a lot of credit to our student athletes, our coaches, our staff, you know, for, for working hard and, and really getting through a, a really challenging situation where there's really no playbook for, you know. And so uh, I think we've done a, a good job. Obviously, we got through last year and um, had a couple of missed events, you know, uh, sports-wise, but overall did a pretty good job of handling COVID and, you know, we felt like as we kind of finished up the spring and headed into the summer, you know, we were in pretty good shape. And then obviously the Delta variant pops up and we're, we're kind of back, back where we started. But uh, we're excited about the fall. You know, we're, we're definitely uh, glad to have all of our student athletes and, uh, you know, back on campus and, and training and getting ready for the fall. And, you know, Oxford's buzzing again. The square's rolling. And, uh, you know, obviously we've got to be really careful with, with the variant. But uh, at the same time, we know we've got to get back to some normalcy at some point as well. So we're excited about the fall. Keith, Gordon Ford, uh, it's good seeing you at the M Club. Uh, you know, one of the things is what a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot more players on football scholarship due to COVID past the 85. How are y'all handling that? Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, COVID has, has allowed some of these uh, student athletes, obviously, to have an extra year of eligibility and um, you know, that's, that's certainly something that we had to navigate a little bit, but, but good for them. You know, we're really happy that, uh, you know, they were able to do that. So, uh, having, having more numbers there has helped us a little bit. You know, obviously with the new coaching staff, you know, having a little more depth and, and being able to do that has been good. But there you know, are other sports too. You know, the roster management has been very interesting for our coaches. And, uh, you know, now uh, as we kind of transition hopefully through COVID, you know, we'll, we'll start to get back to the normal roster sizes. But it's been, uh, it's been good. And, and thankfully, you know, the student athletes get that extra year, uh, to make sure that they get to, to compete and, and do what they love to do. Keith Yancey Porter, let's get off of the, the side business and let's talk about the football team. I know you have to be excited. What, what are your expectations for this year's team? Yeah, I am excited, Yancey. You know, I think, um, you know, year two of, of Coach Kiffin and the staff and, and obviously a lot of great returning players, um, you know, for this season, uh, really excited about what we did last year, you know, in a COVID year without spring practice and, you know, to be able to go five and five and win the Outback Bowl against a, a really good Indiana team. Uh, you know, I think that gave us a lot of momentum going into recruiting uh, and then obviously into spring practice and, and now into the fall. So, uh, just anxious to see what we can do. I've been, you know, I've been able to get out to practice you know, a little bit and watch the guys. And you know, I think obviously our offense uh, is going to be explosive again. Really excited about Matt and you know, all, all the weapons over there. And, and I'm excited about our defense. You know, I think that, that Coach Durkin and Coach Partridge and, and, and all those players, they're doing a great job over there. So uh, excited to see what they can do. And I know they've got a little chip on their shoulder. You know, did, didn't play as well last year. And, uh, you know they want to you know they want to come out and improve themselves. So I'm excited to get to Atlanta and and get it kicked off against Louisville. Keith, give us an update on the Manning Center. 
Yeah, uh, planning's going really well for that. We uh, I think we actually have a meeting on, on Wednesday uh, to go over some, some more design and, and review some of that. Uh, we've worked with our coaches and, and talked to them about, you know, what makes sense down there, what they need, you know, what that programming should look like. So I think we're in a really good spot there. But uh, we'll just continue to design, and, and our hope is that, uh, you know, we can start that, that project right at the end of the season, maybe sometime in January. But, uh, you know, about $40 million going into that building, and, yeah, the building's a really good building. The bones of it are, are great. It's, it's pretty functional, um, but it needs a little more pop and sizzle. You know, it needs to. We, we need to catch up just a little bit. New weight room. We're going to redo the locker room. A uh, lot of graphics and, and just a general overhaul of the building and, and flip a little bit of the programming around to make it a little more functional. But uh, it's an exciting project and, and something that you know Lane and I have talked about really since day one and. Uh, COVID, COVID set us back a little bit. Maybe we're about a year behind on when we would have liked to have gotten started, but uh, you're ready to get started on that project in January. Keith, you know, we just had a meeting here at the North Mississippi Super Talk about our tailgate shows and getting back in the grove and, and doing things with football. That's some excitement I know that people have been talking to you about. Can you lead us through all of that again with the grove and the stadium and, and how we will be when we get ready to play that first home game on September 11th? Yeah, you know, to me, that's that's probably one of the most exciting parts of, of this fall. You know, is here in Oxford, we're we're kind of the master of that three day weekend. You know, we we show up on Friday and, and do dinner on the square and grove all day Saturday, watch the game, and, and then head out on Sunday. So, uh, you know, it's exciting that people are going to be able to get back to, to doing what they love to do. Uh, you know, the, the grove and just football weekends in general give people so many opportunities to see old friends, to bring family to town, and. Yeah, that's really what, what you know, the Southeast and, and Southern football is all about. You know, it's about family and friends and, and traditions and, and doing all those things. So I'm excited about that. But, you know, clearly we've got we to gotta make sure we're paying attention to, to COVID. We've got to make sure that you know, we're doing some things there. But as far as the stadium goes and the Grove goes as of today, we're going to be ready to roll and have those, you know, fully opened. Uh, you know, the Walk of Champions, we're probably going to, going to change just a little bit from a standpoint of maybe creating a little social distancing there from, from the fans as the guys walk through the Grove. But uh, I don't think it'll change the experience a whole lot. Just want to make sure we're protecting the guys as they go through there. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, Coach Kiffin hasn't had a chance to walk through the Grove yet. So I'm, I'm excited for him to do that and, uh, you know, getting back to some normalcy, as I mentioned before. Keith, I know in the life of how fluid it is right now, so are season tickets. I'm sure fans are still able to buy season tickets, and if they can, how do they reach the athletic department to get those tickets? Yeah, absolutely. We're just under 32,000 season tickets, which is right about what we thought we would sell, but they are still for sale. We've started some some mini packs. We're selling single-game tickets now, and from what I hear from our ticket office, those are going extremely well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're still, uh, all those are available for sale. Just contact the ticket office and, uh, you know, they'll get you hooked up. You know, we, we've got about, I think 7,500, uh, seats sold for, for our game in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, I, I think we'll see some walk up. I think we'll see a little bigger crowd than that. You know, I'm expecting you know, over 10,000 know, rebels to be there cheering us on. So excited about that. But, uh, you know, those first awesome. home games are going to be special and, uh, you know, excited to, to get everyone here back to Oxford. Keith, the last question here. With the shortage of season tickets of maybe where it was in the past because of COVID, is the SEC, the money that they've given, the extra money this past year, does that offset that? 
Uh, yeah, it, it does. And, you know, the, the money that we were able to get uh, last year, Yancey, I, I think that's going to probably play into last year's budget more than this year's. But, yeah, there was some left over. And, you know, I think that's that was an issue we were dealing with even pre-COVID. You know, some people deciding that they weren't going to, you know, come to as many games and maybe buy season tickets. A lot of people watching the games on TV. So we've got to continue to be creative and, you know, make sure that we're making that in-game experience as, as great as it can be because we want people to be there and, uh, again, I don't think we're going to have any issues with crowds this year. When we when we put that product on the field, I think people are going to show up. All right. Thank you very much, Keith. We appreciate your time. We'll catch up with you down the road. Thank All you, right. Keith. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Keith. Uh, on the text message line, and, and I'm, I'm glad that, that that happened, as the question came in, will they have to wear a mask at the Louisville game in Atlanta? And I'm glad you asked because they announced today they're going to have the top of the stadium open and so all of the open air places you will not have to have a mask in atlanta now they may have there may be a bathroom there may be something that you have to go into and do from that perspective that they may require one now they did say you know they're still recommending that you have a mask that you bring a mask and there could be some locations in atlanta guys where you will need one but for the most part it will be open air and we hope mother nature abides with that coming up next Monday. Me too. And, and what the thing that stood out to me is Ole Miss has already sold over 7,500 tickets during these times and expecting over 10,000. And I think, like Keith said, that once that first game starts, you're going to start having huge walk-up crowds that will offset maybe that lack of numbers they're used to in season tickets. And no doubt about it. I mean, I think that you'll have a lot of people come to those games and it'll be rocking like it was once before. You know, the Grove will be rocking. People are coming down. You and your kids out there are having a good time, Yancey. And just, I think it's going to be a great, great atmosphere as it always is. Fred, Fred from Little Rock was asking about the home games and the, the proof of vaccine or negative tests. We don't have any of that going on in Oxford. And do not be fooled when the Rebels, if they do put that weapon on Louisville, those fans will be showing up in droves. They'll be at Oh, they are going to put a weapon on Louisville. I think so, too. All right, we are underway with show number one here today. Next, we're going to move into the basketball world. Head yes, coach sir. of the men's basketball team, Kermit Davis, is on the other side. My man. Gary Yancey My and Gordon too. hanging out here. It's the Rebel Yell Hotline. Cannon Motors of Mississippi helping bring that to you. Former Ole Miss baseball player Brett Young, country music star. If you don't know, he's got a lot of things out. I happened to be on the radio network back then when he uh, played a little baseball. Big 6'6 guy and now country music whiz. Gary Darby, along with Yancey Porter and Gordon Ford, we're here with the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hell Hotline. And uh, our good old friend and basketball coach here, Ole Miss men's basketball coach Kermit Davis is on the line. Coach Davis, how you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Just got through with workout and trying to stay out of some of this rain, but we're doing good. Excellent. Kermit, Gordon Ford here. know you brought a lot of guys in this year, uh, some shooters, the Grant Slayton, a couple others. Tell us how those guys are progressing right now. Well, uh, you know, gee, I, I, like our, I like our young guys. Uh, you know, we have a good mixture, I think. We've got, you know, the three – 
veteran Power Five transfers, you know, Fagan, Georgia, Nas at Miami, and obviously Jamin at Duke. And, you know, the young guys, you know, with Grant Slatton, who led the state of Tennessee in scoring last year. Tell you what, he, you know, he, the pace of the game was real quick for him early in June. He had his best two weeks late in July. He's come back with a guy a lot more pop, and he's lost a little weight. So he's done well his first week uh, here with us. Uh, Eric Vanderheiden may, you know, may be the best shooter on our team at 6'8", stretches the floor, and James White. Uh, has uh, has really kind of surprised us with his competitiveness. Then obviously Deshaun, he's got his knee a little banged up right now, and hopefully we'll get him back in a couple weeks. And uh, he's been out for a couple weeks and uh, kind of got it hurt a little bit playing a pickup game in Jackson. And uh, so, but but those guys have done well, and uh, we're we're excited about them. And like I said, we just they've got a mixture of of youth and a good a good mixture of experience. Eric Van Dyden, he kind of fell into your lap. I mean, he was originally committed to Louisville. Dino Guardio got fired there, and then all of a sudden you end up with him, and you told me when I talked to you that you went out there and scouted another guy, saw him, thought he was really good, offered him, and then he ended up committing with Louisville and kind of comes back to you now. He did, G. You know, we were there. Our whole staff flew to see Deshaun Ruffin. John Wall, you know, the NBA player, he has a huge tournament in Raleigh. And uh, Deshaun was playing, so we flew out. I think it was in December, and uh, and Eric was playing the game before Millbrook. And uh, I just love the way he passed and moved. And I think his biggest offer then was was kind of a, you know, no offense, but kind of a low major school in North Carolina. Offered him on the spot. Then all of a sudden, everybody that came in, Texas, Louisville, everybody offered him. And Louisville beat us at the end on him, you know, and it's kind of that ACC lure. They had a staff change, and, we did one Zoom call, and he committed to us on the Zoom, and uh, we're sure glad he did because he's going to be a really good player here at Ole Miss. Coach Yancey Porter, good, good to hear from you, my man. Um, you know, you had made a statement earlier that this could be your most complete roster since you've been at Ole Miss. Why is that? Yeah, you know, Yancey, um, we've had some, uh, some really good players, from TD to Brian to Devontae, Ramella. I mean, we, you, you can name a lot of them. And, uh but from 1 through 13, uh, I just think we have more guys that can play in SEC games. Now, some of them are untested as freshmen, and, you know, they got a lot of hard work ahead of them, like, like everybody does uh, in our building. But, you know, we, as far as the package of being able to shoot, athletic, I think we can play faster. Uh, I mean, Deshaun Ruffin is, is so fast with the ball and healthy. Uh, you know, then the returning guys, you know, Kel, Luis, uh, Austin Crowley, and Matt really made great, you know, jumps uh, in the summer. And, uh, you know, so I just do. I just think from 1 through 13, it's uh, it's our best roster. Coach Kermit Davis is with us here on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Coach, I go back, and I'm going to get you to talk a little bit about the news that came out just a, a couple of days ago about Bobby Lutz, if you don't mind, because I go back and working in the junior college world, and he recruited a young man out of Memphis named Galen Young to Charlotte. And so I kind of kept up and have watched what he has done along the way. Can you talk about the addition of Bobby to your staff and what that does to an already great group that you have? Yeah, you know, I'd love first like to address Galen. I mean, what an unbelievable yeah. sad story. I, I recruited Galen. Bobby beat me on Galen. <laughs> and I forget where I was, Utah State or 
somewhere. I, I love Galen. You know, he'd just gotten the job at Jackson Prep, and that yeah. tragic accident happened. And, you know, Bobby was very close with Galen and his family. But I've just known Bobby Lutz. I was a junior college coach at Chipotle, and I sent Bobby one of my very best players as an All-American for Bobby at Pfeiffer. So I've known Bobby for years and uh, had tons of respect for him. You know, we, we moved some guys around our staff, Nate to internal operations, terrific job. Uh, Vic Mina elevated him to external operations, Connor uh, Walsh. And so we had, you know, really Thomas Gray when he left to go to McNeese, a position open, and we created kind of a new position. And so uh, I'm so excited about Bobby. He would just kind of evaluate, you know, Ole Miss basketball. He could also help in recruiting. Uh, you know, Nick Saban kind of started this with the analysts that, you know, ex-head coaches. And so Bobby's a great set of eyes to just evaluate, watch our team, watch our players. And uh, so we're excited about having Bobby here. You mentioned Matt Morrell. Um, last year he was kind of a grab-it-shoot-it guy. You, you saw the potential in him that he could really, you know, he'd been a scorer before. And you mentioned he's lost weight, come in looking pretty good. Tell me a little bit about his progress and how he's doing. Yeah, you know, you know, Matt, very highly recruited, and uh, you talking about a great guy that hangs on every word you say, and you know, he just he just didn't shoot the ball like we all know Matt can, and uh, you know, he just uh, last year, but he had some good games for us, and he's 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 really gotten off to a good start shooting it now. We've got to have Matt do is be more of a downhill player, driving the ball. Uh, making others better off the bounce, and uh, he's so he's as athletic as any guard in college basketball. Uh, you know, he's six four, two hundred pounds, a little under two hundred pounds right now. Really athletic, great feet, could be an unbelievable defender. So Matt needs to really, really play well for us this year. Coach, uh, in general, we all know that the shooting woes last year probably prevented you. It did from the NCAA tournament. Do you feel like you saw that? Yeah, you know, I just – and everybody has their COVID story and no excuses. We had some other opportunities, played great down the stretch, and we let a couple slip away. And, you know, we had it right there with LSU and, you know, an unbelievable college game. But I love our non-conference schedule. I mean, it's a great blend of home games. You know, you got Memphis, you got Dayton, you got Kansas State at home. You know, Power Five. I mean, Power Six schools that are that are just going to be really, really good NCAA tournament teams. We go to the uh, uh, Hoop Fest in Atlanta, the Hawk Arena. Play West Kentucky's always very good. Uh, then the Charleston tournament open with Marquette, West Virginia, Clemson, Temple, uh, St. Bonaventure. You know, is a very highly rated team. So I love our non-conference schedule, and you put that with, you know, which I think is the best league in college basketball this year, the SEC. Uh, we have some unbelievable opportunities to to play ourselves right in the NCAA tournament. You know, we talk about the new players, but I mean, you've got a a very good nucleus of veterans coming back. You know, Jarkel Joiner, uh, Rodriguez, and then you brought Ty Fagan in, who actually wore us out hmm. when we played Georgia. And I know you recruited him at MTSU. It seems like. Uh, I mean, you have a, a nucleus of some really good players for next year. We do. Yeah, Ty played great against us in both games uh, last year, 19 and 13. You know, a guy we don't talk much about is Robert Allen. God, Robert has had a great summer, uh, got such great energy. You know, we talk a lot about Jarkel's leadership, and rightfully so. 
But Robert is such a good leader and how he goes about his business every single day. Sammy Hunter, you know, and, you know, Sammy obviously was a big part of us beating Kentucky and made, you know, some, some great uh, shots and plays down the stretch. Uh, when we beat them in, in the pavilion. So we do. I mean, Austin Crowley could be, you know, our, our you know, most improved player. So we do. I mean, you know, we got a lot of work, but, but yeah, I, I think the strength, you know, we have a lot of areas, but, but, you know, the strength of returning players, I mean, those guys have got to set the bar high in how we go about our day-to-day business on the floor. You know, one of the guys, when you think about Ole Miss basketball, a lot of people, you know, they look at all these guys coming in, you know, and and they say to themselves, well, yeah, they got some increase, but people forget about Jarkel Joyner. I think he'll be a force in the SEC, you know, uh, if he's improved his range. I mean, I think he'll be a really good player. And, I mean, he was, you know, I want to say, your leading scorer, second leading scorer last year. Yeah, you know, you think about the LSU game. We had 25, you know, in that game he was terrific. Uh, you know, he just played so great down the stretch when our team won, what, eight out of ten uh, down the stretch. You start thinking about it. We had the fourth most wins in the SEC tied to Tennessee. And really, you know, we're we're at Vanderbilt, Mississippi State at home. I mean, being in the mix down the stretch. I mean, right down the stretch. So, Jarkel's a huge part of that. Uh, he's just he's a, he's a much improved player, even a much improved shooter, one of the best leaders. So yeah, he's gonna have a chance to be all SEC this year. Coach, we're gonna let you go after this one, but I'm watching a video of you and uh, a member of the media and and others playing horse for charity. Tell us about that and how that went. Well, John from WCBI, great guy. He called. He challenged me to a horse game, and uh, you know, guys. I'm 61, so I said, you know, I really got to prepare. So I went kind of at boot camp, and I went early morning workouts. Then I got into my heavy lifting, and I just hated it. I hated it, but I just got kind of a shoulder injury. So, you know, it's just right about game time. So as a head coach, you got to make game time decisions. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I could go, but I couldn't. So I got to substitute Marshall Henderson, you know, so we got the shooter in. And uh, so John, John, I put, I put that on John when he walked in. He, he looked at me, and you know, he was shooting balls, and I was kind of, you know, I couldn't shoot with great range. And all of a sudden I subbed old Marshall in. He walked through the doors, and Marshall got us a W. I got $1,800 to go to 21 United which is a charity that represents the Down Syndrome families in Oxford. So uh, I sure appreciate John. We had a great time. And, uh, yeah, but Marshall got another W for the Rebels. Well, I appreciate you for doing that as well, as I have from my wife's family and a member of my family with Down Syndrome and what that means, Coach. Uh, so from the Darby family, we thank you for doing that as well. Well, I, I didn't know that. Well, they're, they're special people, and they're born to yeah, special no families. So I know it's the same way when, in your household, and uh, but that's great. Well, well, guys, I'm sure glad you guys are back on the air, and uh, it's good to be with you, and uh, look forward to listening and being back with you soon. Thank, Thank you, you, Coach. All right, thanks, we guys. Have a, thanks, Coach. A little bit of time left to go before we get to the break, but uh, just smart head coach, smart move, bring in Marshall Henderson. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. just, that's a very, very smart move. <laughs> oh, he's a fun guy. I hung out with him at the <laughs> Ole Miss basketball reunion. I mean, he's a, he's a character. And they what they did, they had golf. And they had your choice of golf, or you could play in the alumni game. Well, he says, you know what? I wanted to play golf, and Coach told me I had to play in the alumni game. So, you know, he ended up doing that. But he's a really fun guy, good dude, and, you know, we'll get him on the show.
We have uh, the text message line, which is 662-426-1093. Yancey, I got a question about football coming off the text message line. Yep. It is, uh, how is Luke Altmyer looking at hey, practice? Man, he's getting better and better every snap. I told him about a week and a half ago after Saturday practice, I said, hey, the light's coming on for me. You could tell him he was, he was real conservative at first, taking a lot of underneath passes, you know, didn't want to make mistakes. But as any position, you get more and more reps, you get more confident, you know the playbook better, you play faster, you're thinking faster. And that's what made Luke so special. It wasn't just his physical attributes coming out of high school, but it was his ability to break down defenses. And you're really starting to see that. And the arm talent's there. He's going to be a good one. Thank you, Eddie, in Hattiesburg for that one. So then I have a question. Tell us what you see out of Mr. Plumley. You know, and, and making the move into the slot and doing things. We've heard what he said, still quarterback at heart kind of deal. But I think a lot of people are excited to add him in the mix on that receiving court. Exactly what you visualize, just someone that can really get from A to B in a hurry. But not only that, his ball skills when the ball's up in the air is special. I've seen him drop a couple in, you know, right there in your gut passes and then make the incredible one-handed catch over the shoulder, Willie May style. But as he gets more and more reps, he was out a little bit because uh, of an injury, but he's back in practice and he's been going uh, really, really well. I think he's going to be a dynamic player in this offense. Yancey, how much do you think he'll play? Will he start? You know, I mean, where do you see him in the lineup? Well, I think, you know, depending on the, on the injury, you know, how quickly he comes back from it, he missed some reps there. You got some other guys that were getting those reps, but he was always standing right next to Lane Kiffin in the center of the field. They love the each only other. Player, it's kind of, you know, the every only time player, you see him so there together. Even though he was out with physically not getting the reps, he was there mentally. I think, I think John Roz is going to be a dynamic player in this offense. It might take him a couple games to jail. Heck, he might come out against Louisville and just, you know, dominate for the beginning. We'll see. Well, he, st- he said he's still going to quarterback meetings. He's still watching that because his football knowledge, he wants to continue to learn everything about it. So he's, he's helping the young receivers, you know, learn things. But he's, as he said, you know, the older guys get it. But, but him, he kind of knows when the ball is supposed to be thrown, where he's supposed to be and things of that nature. But I'm with you. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. Go no, that's okay. But I mean, you, you, <laughs> You look at him, like you said, I mean, he could, I mean, he's a type guy that you could see the New England Patriots signing. They get guys like him all the time in that little slot position. They're smart players. Yeah, I, I mean, the offense to me is a lot of people have questions because Elijah Moore's not there, and then Kenny's obviously now with the Jets, and that is a lot of offense that left you. But these guys that are coming in, and guys like Braylon Sanders, He's not only taking one step, he's taking two steps. And, and I think Braylon Sanders, if he doesn't get injured, it's going to be an all-SEC wide receiver. Could be. Go over a 1,000 yards, over 10 touchdowns. He's going to have a monster year. I don't think there's going to be any production drop-off from the wide receiver core. There's a lot of good receivers out there. Quickly, it's defense. Can you yeah. give us some thoughts on that? we got about a minute or so left to go before we got to hit a break. Well, you're, you're adding, you have so many experienced players, and then you add Jake Springer from Navy. That's a dynamic player. I mean, he started from day one. That's the reason that John Haynes transferred. You add DeAndre Prince, who was starting at cornerback in 2019. He returns. Otis Reese now gets a full offseason, knowing he's going to be playing in there. Um Mark Robinson, a guy that, you know, was at SEMO as a running back. He had a red shirt last year, flips over to linebacker, and that linebacker depth is needed. And then Chance Campbell that came over from Maryland, a guy that might start from day one. 
there is a lot of new guys to add to this mix to go with the guys that have a lot of experience. There's a lot of experience. They got a chance to be a lot, lot better than what people were expecting. And we haven't and look. We don't have a lot of time to really get into the game you know, against Louisville. We haven't even mentioned Jerryon Ely being on some people's most underrated or biggest surprise coming up. Different things like that. There's a lot of excitement leading into next week. And he's my most improved player on the team. And you say, how in the world could Jerryon Ely be the most improved player? He is playing. At a speed that I've never seen. This guy, he is on fire right now. Watch it for that name, Jerry Ely. Are you ready to continue the good, bad, and ugly? You bet. We're ready. All right. We're trying to hold down the fort and keep it going. Our man Stan Sandroni and uh, rest in peace to that friend of ours. And Chuck Ronsville have started this show and have been going for a while. We're doing the best we can with it. Night one. Here we go. We'll be back with that good, bad, and ugly coming up shortly. We miss you, Chuck. Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, Gary, Yancey, and Gordon back with you. That music means one thing, Yancey, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got? Well, I'm going to try to do this as well as my compadre, and I miss him a lot, Chuck Roundsville, but he's still here in spirit. I know he's listening. This is brought to you by the Big Delta Power Sports, the good, bad, and ugly. The good, hey, it has finally arrived, mm-hmm. the 2021 the season. This has got a this season right here. You at Ole Miss, you need to have a lot of experience to have a special season. And I think Ole Miss is going to be provided that on offense and defense. I think special teams that bring back one of the mo- more dynamic punters. You can't talk enough about that. I think that Matt Corral's the best quarterback in the country. I don't care what anybody else says. This guy, he is playing lights out in practice. I mentioned Jerry Ely. The speed he's playing at right now is something I have not seen at Ole Miss. I think this year has the makings to be a very, very special year. The bad. Come on, Ole Miss fans. I know COVID is going around, but we got to do better than 32,000 season tickets. You're right. That's that's, that's not going to cut it. I know you're going to come out in droves. I know you're going to come support the team once you're out there. But get off the couch. Contact the athletic department. 32,000. Just is not going to cut it. The ugly. Well, I really didn't have much ugly to say until the start of this show. (laughs) (laughs) That is the ugly. We missed seven minutes of the program there. Uh, Technical difficulties there. But we got back on the show, and it was an ugly start, but it has been rectified and rocking and rolling. But I'd just like to say thank you so much uh, for everybody. For It's been 18 long months uh, without the show on. It's been a very important thing. I know that Stan looked at Chuck and I, and he said, hey, you know, if anything happens to me, make sure you continue this show. Stan Sandroni, a guy that was a sideline reporter for Ole Miss for a number of years, and made up this show. He's, he's the one that started it, and we miss him. Thank you, Stan. Well, I, I was, what's it, 25 years, right? Yeah. When I, So he and, and Chuck started, and I mean, I was, I started as producing and, and doing things and, you know, phone calls or, you know, whatever it might be. So I remember those early years of the show and, and following all throughout that. It's exciting for me to, to get a chance to sit here and just 
flap my gums about something else and to really get back involved, you know, on an Ole Miss football kind of things. You know, I've done some baseball stuff and some basketball things along the way, but to get this opportunity on Monday nights from 6 to 7 and to get to meet Gordon. I mean, I've heard some things about him. Um, we both have Gordon, the face for radio, but happy birthday <laughs> to you, my man. Thank you. I had a good day yesterday. I went to see my favorite bluegrass band, Grass Fire in Memphis, uh, and really enjoyed that. And I've had a good day today, and especially being on here is kind of a dream come true because, you know, Chuck used to come up to Memphis and do our show, and then he starts this thing. And, you know, like you said, 25 years, is, and I listen to this show. You know, yeah. I listen to a lot of radio Same. shows. We all grew up. Yeah, we all grew up listening to this. Well, I didn't. I'm a lot older than y'all, but, you know. I know Chuck's listening, and he's still going to be coming on the show soon. We're going to get him on some segments. He's got some things going on in his life that he can't take full time to do this show anymore, but he's here in spirit, and he'll be on with us throughout the year, off and on. Um, I'd also like to, to say a special thanks to Cannon, Cleary, and McGraw Real Estate. They've been voted Oxford's number one real estate firm for a reason because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon, Cleary, and McGraw are true experts in their field. They specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. I know a lot of Ole Miss fans will be coming up, you know, this fall looking for places to stay. So please give them a call today at 662-371-1000. Also, we couldn't be here without Cannon Motors. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Michael Joe and Tyler, personally thank you for myself uh, for – Sponsoring this show once again, as you have from day one, you've been a loyal Ole Miss fan and loyal to the Rebel Yo Hotline from the very offset. Van Atkins, Shorey, hey, thank you. Because um, you know she's worth it. As my wife says, when it was time to get her a little jewelry for our 19th anniversary, you better step step up or step out. <laughs> and Van Atkins, they, I mean, best best Rebel fans you'll get to meet. Uh, they got a place in downtown New Albany and here. And Oxford, I believe they have been in business now, and I won't get this wrong, but uh, something like since 1939 from a family business, they have been around for a long, long time. So if you're here in town and you're looking for a little jewelry for your wife or your girlfriend, please stop by their place there at Van Atkins Shorey. You know, guys, we, we need to send our thoughts to our, our Rebel fans and people listening in the southern portion of the state, down on the coast, uh, in the southwestern portion yeah. with Hurricane Ida. I know we're just dealing here outside the studio with some light rain and things going on, although you know there's others that have been affected. And, and look, we, we appreciate all of you guys uh, for being here and hanging out with us uh, until we got it up and rolling along the way because it's it's been really rough for our people down south. Okay, I'm going to ask you. Score, Gordon. What's going to be the game? score? Yeah. Uh, 38 to 14. 38-14. I'm going 52-35. Wow. How about you? 52-35. Over 175. I'm going to go with 45 to 28. 45-28. Yeah, going 45-28. I'm hoping the defense – I think the defense is going to play better than 35 points. I don't think they're going to run it up and down. I think you get a couple loose points, you know, how the first game goes. So, I think the defense, though – I mean, obviously, that's the key to this season is defense. And, and I mentioned the players 
that have been added to the roster that have experience and with the added the experience they have coming back this year, I think defensively it's going to be noticeable from the very first drive. All right, so we got one in the books. Now this time next week is when the game is. <laughs> yeah. So we will Monday not have, night. obviously, a show next week. We'll be back on that September 13th and ready to roll again from 6 until 7 o'clock. You good? Hotty toddy. Hotty toddy.